the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Peerless AV, driving technology through innovation. It's Samal Bari with AV Nation with a Women of AV podcast. Uh, with me today is a, a, a woman that I've uh, well, I've used her, her, her company's product for almost 20 years, it feels like, uh, Barbara Spichek. Uh, Barbara is the president and general manager of New Tech. Welcome, ma'am. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I, I say almost 20 years. It does feel like that. Um, New Tech has been an innovative company um, from the very beginning. Uh, you guys have, have changed uh, really the face of, you know, production, live production, uh, as, you know, certainly as, as COVID came about in the pandemic, uh, virtual production and streaming. Um, but first and foremost, Barbara, one of the things that, that we find out, and you and I have been to enough trade shows, and we, we kind of know this question. But how did you get into the AV industry? <laughs> That's a very good question. Um, and Tim, you might know from my background, you know, I have uh, 20 plus years in tech and primarily I was in hardware, software, networking, storage, big companies like Toshiba and Brocade Communications for many, many years um, and been almost 70% of my career in like direct and indirect sales roles. So primarily indirect, which means I'm a real expert when it comes to channel alliances, tech alliances. So interesting enough, when VizRT Group, who we are part of, after the acquisition yep. approached me, that deep dive channel expertise was really key to them because the whole AV market obviously is primarily a channel you know, driven market. Um, personally, I am, I am um, a sports fanatic and I actually used to be a rugby player, believe it or not, a very strange sport, but I'm highly competitive and I just love challenges and building things. So when they approached me, I, just, I was just fascinated by the, by the uh, industry. Um, I mean, tech is tech. I've done tech my entire life, but actually AV tech is, is way more exciting, right? All of a sudden you talk about productions and I've been involved in um, the, the own life productions we did at New Tech, like our town halls, our sales kickoff and so on. It's like, it's just more exciting tech, you know? Absolutely. I want to pause for a second here because uh, because of your background and, you know, the, the storage and what I'll, I will affectionately call the, the traditional IT realm. Talk for a second about your experience there and how you're able to convert that or transfer that into your, your role at NewTek. Yeah, no, and that's, that's, again, that's an excellent question. So first of all, I've been somewhat in touch with, with uh, Pro-AV and broadcasting before because, for example, storage at Nexon Technology that I was leading for two years we were providing the archiving systems used, right, for broadcasting uh, on the networking side. I mean, we're probably going to talk NDI a bit later, but um, networking was always part of my life. So I've been to shows like NAB, you know, I've been to somewhat in touch with the Pro-AV world before. And then specifically converting this, um, you know, the, the actual build out of channels and infrastructures and coming from large, you know, billion dollars Silicon Valley companies, applying that to a 
like you said, a 30-year grown, you know, technology-driven, but still somewhat startup, you know, was just very valuable. Yeah. You mentioned the fact that you like you like challenges. Um, I'm very much impressed with you, the fact that, that you are a rugby play, player. Uh, it is a sport that I absolutely love. I cannot play it anymore, um, uh, but it is, it is one of those that I, I fell in love with many years ago with an old friend of mine. Talk about some of those challenges, both through the, the IT space as well as now in the in the live AV space and the AV space in general that you faced. Yeah, and it's 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 again that's a very good question. So first of all, since this is a woman in a V interview, right? Is I think and and I like to generally manage you know mention here that as a woman, especially early in my career, and I'm, I've got a long career, so it's been the early days when there was way more you know, uh, obstacles, but you almost find that you have to work harder, faster, more focused. You really have to sometimes make sure that you're not dismissed in meetings, right? Get the seat at the table and so on. And generally build up that tenacity and resilience that probably my rugby background helped me with, right? To build some of that up. And you really, you really have to learn how to overcome this and be forceful, right? But without being too aggressive, you get, then you get criticized again. And you really have to, to learn to just deliver results, right? And really ask for promotions. Because as I said, as a woman, you will always face, although things have changed a lot, but you will always change that thing that, you know, you have to, you have to almost go harder and faster at it. And then if we look at specifically new tech, um, when I joined, as I said, I was hired by the Visa T Group um, yeah. after the acquisition. And really that whole integration, anybody that has ever gone through mergers and acquisitions will know that that's not an easy task, right? Yeah. They were pretty much serving the broadcasting market, new tech, more of the broader pro AV market. There's overlaps, then there comes the operational, the systems integration, all of that. So that was definitely um, a challenge and finding the operational efficiency, processes, partner landscape, and so on. All of, all of that was definitely a channel, challenge, but I always say challenges are opportunities, which is why, I, as you asked earlier, what did you bring in from your experiences in all the tech world? I was able to bring a lot of the blueprints and the things I did you know, into new tech and convert and put them to success. Yeah, absolutely. You, you are not the, the, the first woman I've interviewed that has, has made the comment about working harder, being smarter, getting your, your, your seat at the table. Yeah. I, and I, and I, I'm afraid I know the answer to this, but I'm still going to ask it. Okay. <laughs> I'm still going to ask Cause I, I think the, I think the answer is unfortunate, which is why I, I said, I, I, I think I'm going to, I think I know. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that that is what it takes? Why do you think it, 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 it takes a, a person, a, a woman to outwit someone else why do you think it takes so much more effort for them to be recognized for women to be accepted at the table why do they have to work x y and z more times harder than 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 the men at the table to be taken seriously maybe is the best way to ask that i would say i would, I would really only simplify it to i think that is still like the old perception of the man is the bread bringer the woman you know is raising the family because even interesting enough, even in, in, in interviews, sometimes you would have that little snippet in there, what you plan for the future, right? Do you plan a family or so? I think there is still 
some of this this old just you know man versus versus uh, woman perception and what your life story should be and that prejudice I think is as I said it's getting less and less and less but I think it's it's just still there you know it's historically grown that the the woman is not the bread bringer and and that perception sometimes is in the back of the mind you you also made, mentioned there is something that I I want to hone in on um uh, and, and I'm not asking you I'm relaying a story but you're more than welcome to, to, to comment on it. Uh, I have a dear friend uh, who she was uh, in the process. She was, she was uh, in a relationship with, with another young man in the industry. They were both in the industry. She was the head of a marketing department. He works someplace else, right? And a coworker um, asked her when they were going to get married and have kids, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, it's not my, my thing. You know, I'm focused. And, and it, you, you, you could feel and see the disappointment in, in this coworker's face. Now it was an older gentleman, but that's beside the point um, where the expectation was as the woman, you would have children, right? You would, you would procreate in some yeah. way, shape or form. And I've never had that question asked to me in, in the, no, the that's, that's 50 years I've almost been on this planet. Yeah. Nobody ever asked you that question. And, and yeah. as I said, it's for me, it's, it's, it's very insulting because to your point, nobody would ask a man, What's your plan? Are you moving to Michigan next year or whatever, right? Because that could also be life-changing and affect the job you have. But it's it's almost like a, a given in the mind. That's what I'm saying. It was probably going to take a couple of years to overcome. It's better. But I think that's one of the big underlying, you know, it's this pre-perception, you know? Yeah, absolutely. When you look at, at some of those those hurdles that you overcome, uh, there are there are, certainly there are options, right? When when you're sitting um, in in a in a situation where you do have to work harder, or somebody does ask you, you know, what are your plans for your family? You know, um, how do you overcome that, or or maybe why do you choose to overcome that instead of telling them, you know, what hit 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 the brisk guys? I'm I'm going to go over here. Yeah, no, well, and that's usually what I did a couple of times. You know, <laughs> I did actually a couple of times go like that's inappropriate questions, right? Park that one. But I think in general, you know, as I said earlier, one of the key things is I think you have to learn, you know, to very much bring your message across, being very factual and being without aggression, because otherwise it's the other way, like no, oh now she's now she's getting like, you know, emotional or whatever. So you have to really learn to be very factual, very unemotional. Um, learn to influence, right? Because I think it's it's very important that you learn to influence your bosses. Actually, ask for promotions because it's interesting. It's also when you look as a woman, sometimes there's the promotional line, and then it's like who would be the successor? You know, sometimes they don't look yeah. at the woman, right? You actually, as a woman, you have to actively raise your hand. And usually, I do a lot of coaching of of coworkers as well. I always say you have to raise your hand. Trust me, if you don't, you will. They will overlook you. And then at the end of the day, it's 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 delivering results, right? If you if you focus, you know, on delivering results, it's it's very much difficult to actually overlook you, right? I'm going to ask a, a question here, and this is this is more somewhat personal because my uh, in in my day job, I, I run a fantastic marketing department, and the vast majority of, of the, my team members are, are women. How do you coach? Um, how do you coach to raise your hand? How do you coach that? How do you encourage that when either society ha- has raised 
women up to say, you know, no, put your yeah. put your hand down, put your hand down, right? Or maybe the culture that they're in, um, you know, doesn't doesn't necessarily encourage that, or maybe actively discourages that. No, and, and I mean, coaching is coaching, right? A, I always say, um, I've always said as a leader my entire life, I said, do as I do, not do as I say. I'm not one of these like just give an order, I like it very collaboratively, you know, and think tanks and coaching. And um, when I do the do as I do is is I I get to be respected because I am semi-aggressive. Maybe I can't help it. I'm I'm German and it's my rugby background or so, but I think sometimes what I found and I did at uh, Brocade, for example, I did years of actually coaching. Uh, we had a university program where we put younger women in and I've been coaching, you know, I went on um, summer walks with them and they watched me doing the town halls. So I think it's really this, you know, do as I do and them, them seeing, you know, that you can have a career and then also watching you be more resilient and a little bit more aggressive. That really helps, you know. Yeah, absolutely. When, when, you, when, when you eventually retire and you are not near it and, and neither am I, so, but we're, 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 we're in that direction and you look back, whether it's at New Tech or it's at another company, and, and you look back on, on this industry, both the, the tech industry and, and AV, what do you want to see have changed when you retire? Yeah, so, so, so first of all, um, when I look at what I want to have a change, there's, there's, it's a blend of things, right? Firstly, I, I've been loving my career path and I want to continue the career path. And when I look at, at where I got into AV, it's a perfect storm, right? It's the AV market is exploding. COVID really fueled that, you know, now nowadays pro AV is tier two, tier three broadcasters, enterprise, houses of worship, education, bloggers, podcasters, it's everywhere, right? So I find yeah. this absolutely exciting. And then building on the strength that new tech has with the products, their channel and their teams, right? So I have my business ambitions, which is I want to take new tech really to a top organization, drive, continue to drive female leadership. And by the way, we have a lot of female leaders in new tech, which is great. And then I have my business goals with um, continuing to drive NDI adoption. With my background in networking, that's also what fascinated when I joined uh, the the uh, the group here because NDI, as you know, stems out of new tech, right? It was invented yeah. there. Me as a networker, I totally understand the power, right, of doing live production, IP based, and software driven, and uh, that's that's the the ambitious goal. I just want to be the leader, and then. Um, if you look at broadcasts, which is more what our mother house does with high-end broadcast graphics, I mean, the number of broadcasters is probably like maybe a 2,000 in the world or so. If you look at the market of pro AV, it's the hundreds of thousands, right? And it's yeah. growing and growing in terms of customer. So I have, as I said, I have the, I have the business ambitions there, but at the same time, um, I just that like that might sound sound cheesy or whatever, but I just want the world to be a better place, you know. And I do very much. Uh, I had a good upbringing. I had a, an absolute loving and good mom who taught me things like you know respect and ethics, you know tolerance and support and have empathy for people. And uh, I had this throughout my entire career. I believe in this from a leadership perspective as well. That. Don't always just think about what job people have to do for you. Understand what's their background. And 
and and you will see that people will actually step up and do much more with for you or are more engaged with you than if you just think about you know materialism what's the plan and so on so i know as i said that's like that was the the more personal you know goal but i think that's important too when you want to retire you want to be proud of where you ended I think there's something to be said about that. It's not cheesy, right? Don't I wouldn't say it was cheesy. It's exactly what, you know, you're you're taking, you know, not just the career part and not just the 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 work part, but also you know personal, right? We yeah. you do want the world to be better. Um. So so here's the catch to that question, uh, which is the follow up. <laughs> How do you, Barbara, affect that? How do I affect that? Okay. So. Let's look at the business goals, right? With with okay. getting a getting a world class team together, and I've been I'd say I've been doing this pretty successful the last two years already. It's um, it's really the leadership style. Like I said, I love to I love to work collaboratively. I do think tanks. I really empower my people. You know, I I as I said, do as I do. You know, be inclusive. And support those who want to come up, right? Which means including women. I, as I said, I hear diverse voices and I bring them up. So that's that's hopefully translating and impacting and making this the new tech success. And then NDI, we are NDI. As I said, new tech, every single product is like you are indeed. Yeah, yep. NDI. I always say like NDI is the blood pumping through our veins. You know, that's my favorite saying. And all our sales guys open a conversation with NDI and then close the business. And then also VisaT Group, right? We have we have separated out NDI into its own business group last year because that group goes to all of the peripheral vendors, right? They, the um, the camera, the peripheral manufacturers. The more we can drive adoption, right? The more we can be successful here. And then obviously we want to be the leader in 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 uh, in, in Pro AV. We've we've got got some good market share over the last um, couple of years. And that again, I can impact that, right? I, as a leader yeah. in, 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 in new tech, I can drive our marketing, our product excellence, you know, our global expansion, which has been huge for me because over the last two years, new tech has expanded in EMEA and in APAC, which of course I love because I am a European. And then creating all these coverage models, you know, to uh, make sure you address certain verticals, you have solutions for any budget level and and uh, uh, any any technology needs. So I have I have a lot of things where I can personally impact that. And then when I look at my 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 personal goals, as I said, it's it's just just try to be try to be a respectful human being and and manage people the way you want to be managed. I, I think there was the same just this old old saying: always treat people the way you want to be treated, right? And and it's sometimes as simple as that, you know. Yeah, it is simple. Um, I, I am going to throw you kind of a one little last question here. And, and um, as, as we're recording this, my, my, my lovely young uh, daughter turned 16 um, this week. And as she gets older, this becomes more and more important to me. Um, I was like you. I was raised with an incredibly strong uh, female figure. My mother was, was probably one of the smartest people that I knew. And... Uh, her and my sister were were incredible examples, and part of my job, um, and certainly my wife's as well, but part of my job is to, you know, pour those same things into her. Talk to for a second about to to this next generation of, of young women coming into not just the AV industry but tech in general, STEM in general, right? 
where traditionally there have been biases, uh, um, you know, and, and some, some hurdles for them to overcome. Certainly women like you, and, and I can list the, the, the women that we've been interviewed on, the, on this yeah. series who have overcome those, right? And, and I can sit here and list off a number of others. But what, what would you tell them as they are starting out their career and, and going down these paths that have been trailblazed, right? But there are still hurdles in their way. What would you tell them? Well, like I, like I said before, I think it's it's really it's it's um, you have to make sure that you build up resilience because there will be there will be insulting people and there will be commentaries and there will be whatever. So unfortunately, you have to sort of like build up a little bit of a thick skin, you know, because you will if you and I had examples where um, frankly some just weren't made up for it and they threw in the towel and and they were like so insulted by sometimes the, 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 the hurdles they were facing, which, as I said, resilience and tenacity, I think, is the main thing, because that's, that's like you said, the world is changing to the positive, but it's not changed completely, right? No. And, then, and then really, you know, focus on the job and delivering results, because if you, even if you have to run faster and harder, but if you produce good results, it doesn't matter whether your boss is a woman or a man or whatever, they just can't ignore it, right? So it's really it's really important to not get emotionally involved and, and like I said, stay focused, you know, stay on the subject, stay factual, you know, and just deliver results and sometimes learn learn to live with the punches and raise your hands. All right, very good. Barbara Spichek, thank you so much. It was very lovely to, to, to meet you and to get to talk with you. How do people connect with you? How do they, they connect with New Tech? Well, they can connect with me anytime I'm on LinkedIn. They can reach me on the bspeedcheck at newtech.com or they can meet me at NAB or one of the next shows. All right, very good. Barbara Spiechek, thank you so much. Uh, for us, for Aviation, go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others and all of the other fantastic women in the industry that we have interviewed. All that and more at aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. 